that time, the sports talker. Here's TJ Walker. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Sports Talker here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. Glad to be back. Kind of ran out of time on the show yesterday. Another beautiful, gorgeous day in Louisville and surrounding areas in Kentucky. It's really a shame I've not been able to get out on the golf course these past few days with how nice the weather has been. was able to get out last Friday, but haven't been able to this week. Uh, might have to try to change that if, if possible, but we'll see. Anyways, plenty of, plenty of sports, plenty of stuff to talk about. I want to start when I eventually do start. I want to start with kind of where we finished yesterday, uh, starting with Louisville sports news. Not really news, but the conversation we were having about a potential, a, a potential new coach for L. when that happens, whenever Rick Pitino decides to retire what direction they might go in. But there's plenty of UK sporting news uh, around that we are going to discuss today. And as always, I would love to hear your tweets at T Walker Rivals. Tweet them in and let's hear it. You have to say what you want to talk about. I look forward to hearing from you all, as always. Anyways, yesterday we were talking to end the show. Kind of ran out of time. One of our loyal tweeters and listeners Run DMC tweeted in, is Louisville looking at hiring, potentially hiring Richard Patino at Minnesota when Rick Patino decides to retire? And I summed it up, I didn't, I summed it up quickly that Louisville is, from what I'm hearing, Louisville is thinking that could be a possible option down the road whenever that happens. Obviously, some things have to work out. Richard Patino has to win at Minnesota, which just last year he won the NIT. That obviously isn't going to be enough. It's a step in the right direction. It shows promise. Minnesota's program was not in a great spot. So that was good for the program, but he's got obviously has to do more than that. Has to get to the NCAA tournament consistently, compete for Big Ten titles, and maybe have one or two deep runs in the tournament at Minnesota for, I think, Louisville to, to fully make that transition. Another uh, factor into what could happen there is would he want to? Where would Louisville's program be when Rick Patino leaves? I, I don't I think Patino there was a time, I'd say probably back in right around when John Calipari took over at UK where Louisville's basketball program was going to go one of two ways. You'd had the good years with Earl Clark and Terrence Williams. It had kind of been up and down at times up until that point, more ups than downs, but still some downs. So it was after the Terrence Williams years, the Earl Clark years, Louisville's program was either going to go one of two ways. It was going to, uh, some changes were going to have to be made and it was going to improve. Recruiting would have to improve or it was going to kind of go down and, and dip. And it kind of seemed like it was going to dip there for a year or two. And then uh, I think Patino got fortunate with some recruiting classes that didn't look as good on paper when they were put together, but turned out better than expected. Uh, I, I don't think anybody imagined Gorgie Jang would be the player that he was. Same with Peyton Siva. So it worked out well. And now I think, he, I, I think that they made it through that little dip Louisville's basketball program is going to be steady 
the next few years until Patino retires. That's just my opinion. But if something were to happen, if Patino, if Louisville's program was to take a step down and maybe not make the transition in the ACC like a lot of Louisville fans are hoping, then maybe the Louisville job isn't as appealing for Richard Patino, especially you saw, and I'm not saying this will happen. I think it's a long way from possibly happen. Denny Crum kind of being phased out. I don't think Rick Patino will ever be phased out, and he's actually recruiting better now than he has been the past few years. So I think he's still hungry. But you also have to see how Louisville and the Rick Patino relationship carries on the next few years before he decides to retire. So there's a lot of ifs, even if it, if it could work out between between Richard Patino and Rick Patino and Louisville and having a father-son head coaching job transition. But like I said yesterday, I'm told that if Louisville were to offer Richard Patino, he would be very interested in it and because it's a top five job. But he's not limiting or circling that job as his dream job. He kind of wants to make his own legacy, carve his own path, and do things his own way. And like I said on the show yesterday, he loves Minnesota. And what I've been told is that if he can win there, he might just stay there and, and uh, set up shop and, and try to make Minnesota a serious year-in, year-out contender in the Big Ten and across the country because he, he appreciates how loyal they were. Another interesting uh, this is this was during the NCAA tournament after Louisville was eliminated. Another interesting thing I heard during all this talk is that Rick Pitino was not very happy with Tom Jurich and the hiring of Bobby Petrino, which is interesting uh, and understandable. I, I think I, I don't remember the exact, the exact quotes, but Rick Pitino was asked about the hiring of Bobby Petrino, and I think initially he said that wouldn't happen before it happened. And then it did happen, and, and Rick Pitino, I, I don't know if he, I forget the exact quotes, but something along the lines, he didn't really want to comment on it. He'd have, you'd have to ask Tom Jurich about it. Uh, it. It was kind of an awkward quote from Rick, between, Rick Pitino on the rehiring of Bobby Petrino. And if you read between the lines, you could tell that maybe he wasn't super thrilled about the hire. So this, as the story goes, Louisville hired Bobby Petrino without Rick Pitino's advice, input, opinion, without being told about it, uh, which when you think about it, how many places, how many schools around the country do they ask the basketball coach their opinion about who they're going to hire for football? It, it's, it's probably pretty rare. But at the same time, what Rick Pitino means to Uvell, what he's been able to do for Uvell, you, you got to consider uh, – you want to please him. You want to make him happy. And even you don't really have to ask for his opinion whether you think it's a good or, good idea or not to rehire a coach. But you might want to let him give him a heads up. Say, hey, this is a decision we made. This is why we did it. I uh, hope you're okay with it. We're going to move on with it in the next day or two just as a heads up. That's understandable, and that's what I think the smart thing is to do. Well, supposedly Tom Jurich didn't do that with Rick Pitino and didn't do that with – that job hire and Rick Pitino wasn't thrilled about it. So here are the rumors after, after this happened is that there were talks after Louisville was eliminated by Kentucky in the NCAA tournament. Russ Smith was moving on. Hancock was moving on. It was kind of the end of a very successful era of Louisville basketball. There were talks that Pitino was considering retiring, that they had a great run it was over, 
and uh, and Patino wasn't thrilled about the idea of moving on and, and kind of have not rebuilding because Louisville was going to be very talented next year. And also at the time, the the everybody was leaning the the line of thinking was that Montrose Harrell was going to go pro. So from what I heard is that he actually talked about and, and possibly considered retiring. And now here's the interesting part is that Louisville supposedly Tom Jurich felt that if he wanted to get Shaka Smart, he could get him. And, and so he didn't really, and th- these are my words, is he was okay with the idea if it were to happen because he had an ace in his back pocket and Shaka Smart. I'm still, uh, what everything I've been hearing is that if Louisville, if that head coaching job does open up, Louisville feels very confident they can get Shaka Smart. So Louisville fans, you'll have to let me know what you think about that if that were to happen. So that was an interesting part of this whole Patino after the year and who replaces Louisville, uh, the, the head coaching job, whether it's Richard Patino or whether they go somebody else. But I, I was talking over the weekend. It won't be long before you're going to see a lot of these head coaching jobs at major programs open up, and it, that's going to be one of the most interesting times of the year or uh, of college basketball over the next 10 years is what I meant to say. Is your Duke's job probably isn't too far away from opening up. UNC likely not too far away. Syracuse not likely to be far away. Kentucky, I don't. I think most people agree. John Calipari will, won't be around longer than five years. Louisville, I think five years is probably a, a decent window for how much longer Rick Pitino is going to be in coaching. And those are just to name a few. Uh, some of the big jobs. It seems like Billy Donovan is really flirting with NBA teams. He might leave. That opened up Florida, which I, I think is an intriguing job to a lot of people. So you're going to have a lot of these huge programs. It's going to be the end of the era of college basketball and the beginning of a new young gun era of college uh, college coaches where guys like Shaka Smart, uh, Sean Miller it would be another big name. I think Greg Marshall, Wichita State, which certainly gets some looks. And then you would have guys like Richard Bettino and, and other coaches right now that, that are at good programs that might want to step it up to the big leagues. So there eventually is going to be a domino effect, a ripple effect throughout college basketball. And I'm curious to see where Kentucky and Louisville go in that direction. Uh, Obviously, both of them top three, top five coaching jobs in the country, depending on who you ask. Uh, But it, it, it is being talked about that Louisville would look at Richard Bettino, that they feel he would be a strong option. And I talk about how Tom George would like to make that happen. He would. But again, Richard Bettino would have to win at Minnesota. And I've also been told that if the, they had to hire somebody right now, Richard Bettino wouldn't be as qualified as they would like. So, like I said, Tom George has – I've been told that he feels good about the idea of being able to get Shaka Smart at Louisville. Anyways, Yates, who, who would you like to, to replace Rick Pitino at Louisville whenever that does happen? Um, I mean, it's hard to say. You know, if, if Richard can win at Minnesota consistently, I mean, that would probably be a pretty simple transition. Um, I would imagine he probably runs a similar system. He's proven to be a pretty good recruiter, so I would have no problems with him. But there, I mean, I don't. I think I'd be heartbroken if it, the next coach was not Richard Pitino. So, well, I think it's at a point where, if you remember, I guess maybe it was back in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, with the Rick Pitino back to the Louisville, back to the back to the NBA 
rumors. Isn't that around that time that those were being talked about? Yeah, I think so. Now, back then, that's when Louisville's still playing at, at Freedom Hall. The the new arena was, uh, it's obviously been talked about for quite some time, but it, it wasn't built at that time. I don't know if the deal was finalized then, but they were still playing at Freedom Hall. Louisville had only been to one Final Four since 1986 at that time. Back then, I don't know if Louisville can bring in uh, one of the top coaches in the country, and I don't know if Louisville is one of the top jobs in the country. Of course, back then they were in the Big East, which was an impressive conference before all the realignment, but now I think they're in a much better position where there's no doubt in my mind that Tom George is going to be able to maybe not get his first option or the best available coach out there, but I think the program at this point would be fine. It'd be fine in a transition period whenever that does happen. When would you, when would, what would you say the timetable is for a new coach at Louisville Yates? If you had to guess, um, his, his contract runs through what, like 2020 or something like that. Yeah. It's a very long contract. I don't know. I kind of feel like at this point he probably finishes out that contract. Or, wow. or or maybe wins another national championship, whichever comes first. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I guess I wouldn't be shocked. The thing, I, I guess what I'm saying is nothing really would surprise me with Patino. I, I could see him coaching until he is very old. Uh, you can obviously, obviously any college coach at this level uh, is passionate about their job, but he hasn't really lost that fire that, Honestly, you could say some other coaches may that at, at this age. Um, Coach K at times looks pretty calm and relaxed on the sideline compared to what he used to be. That changes sometimes. He, he still has some fire left in him. But Bettino's a guy where I, I don't think he's ever not going to be super competitive. So I, I could see him finishing out that contract. I, I would guess that he wouldn't. I think, I think this is what he's building right now at Louisville is kind of going to be his last go-around which it is this upcoming year will be the end of the 2015 season. So it would only be about five seasons after that. But he's got a good class coming in this upcoming year. Uh, is off to a good start with the 2015 recruiting class. I'd say he's going to see that through, see what they're able to do. Maybe if they were to win a national title in 2016 or 2017, he hangs it up then. But I think he's going to see that out kind of like uh, it's going to be a new era of Louisville basketball as the same as we saw with Gorgie Zhang and, and Peyton Siva and Russ Smith. So he's going to see that out, and then that will be the time that he hangs it up, which is smart and makes sense. Uh, I think Calipari is a bit more predictable. I, I think eventually he's I, – I do I, I do think he's going to go to the NBA eventually. I do think that LeBron James going back to Cleveland is more – is helps his chances at UK, but I still think – uh, eventually he's going to get kind of sick of having to rebuild a new team every year, having to recruit, and eventually we'll move on. So it'll be interesting to see how that works for both UK and UofL's program. I was able to mention the Yum Center in Louisville, and I've talked a lot about the NBA. I'm going to talk about the NBA in Louisville. There was a great Twitter debate last night that I briefly tried to get in on. It didn't stick. I really wasn't looking to get in. A uh, Twitter war, so I kind of sat on the sidelines and watched some people more, uh, probably more knowledgeable than me really go at it. I'm going to talk about that and the idea, how how feasible is it 
the, the NBA can end up in Louisville. Is it likely to happen? Could it work with the University of Louisville and the KFC Yum Center? So stick around here on 1450 Sports Buzz. It's been a, it's been a first fun segment. I'll, we'll be sure to follow it up here in the second segment. So stick around after these messages. You're listening to The Sports Talker with T.J. Walker on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We're back here, second segment, 1450 The Sports Buzz. Yates, terrific song going out to that first break. Really proud of you. Thanks. That's why I do what I do. It's just that that was a, a song to really get the people going here midway through the week. I think that song alone might be able to push people through the next few days and get into the weekend. So, so congrats to you. You're going to get people through their work week. That's, that's my goal. I'm, I'm trying to help the people out there. Perfect. You're doing a great job. Keep it up. No, I mean, no pressure heading into the last break here in you know 20 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever it may be. But you got you got some you got a good song to live up to after that first one. Uh, let's get to some tweets that I. Uh, passed up on during the first segment. Uh, Brun DMC said maybe Steve Masiello to Louisville. Uh, and he made a little emoticon, a blushing face uh, emoji. That actually likely wouldn't happen. I mean, I, I guess stranger things could happen. But I think he is going to be a good coach. Uh, a lot of coaches, the last few coaches that have coached Manhattan has had success and he's the same, and he's still there. Passed on that South Florida job, which would have left Orlando Antigua at UK. Really, again, the, the ripple effect of college coaching, UK recruiting, maybe has a better year than they're having this year. Maybe not. I don't know. But that's that's neither here nor there. I do think he's going to be a good coach somewhere along the way. And it's going to kind of stink for Manhattan that uh, probably after this upcoming season, he's going to get another job offer, and he's probably going to leave after Manhattan brings him back after all that stupid scandal. But the way I see it is Manhattan wouldn't be able to get a better coach. And although they might be getting played, you are going to, you're going to hold on to him if you can. It's kind of like, I guess if you're, if you're dating a girl and you know, you're out kicking your coverage and you know, maybe it's just a matter of time. You still, you still hold on for as long as you can and just think of the good old days. Not that I've, Ever had to worry about out kicking my coverage, which I'm obviously just kidding because my girlfriend listens to the show every day and I she's much better, much better looking than I am. Anyways, digging myself a hole, trying to get out of it. And Brundy P texts into the show and says, technically South Florida passed on Steve Masiello. That's what I, I I thought I said that. If I didn't, that's what I meant to say. They hired him and then backed out because he didn't graduate college. So anyways, uh, back to the back to coaching, back to the NBA and Lovar another tweet I need to get to uh, while we're on the subject at ship 1725 big fan of the show. He said that I heard through the grapevine that Patino's finished coaching after this season, bring in Richard and then keep 
their resume going. Hey, maybe if they were to make a Final Four, I could see that because then you're losing Montrez Harrell, and you know maybe some guys don't progress the way he wanted to because it's gonna it's gonna be a true rebuilding process after Montrez Harrell leaves. Uh, it could be an easy one, but you're still gonna have to down low. You're gonna kind of start from from square one. So I could see that. But I don't think that's the case. I think that he, the fact that he stuck around after Russ Smith and Luke Hancock, I think he's going to be around for the next few years. Unless maybe they were to win, surprise people, win the national title, get to the national title, then that would maybe be a different story. Anyways, now back to the NBA to Louisville. So Howie Lindsay, uh, who runs Louisville's rival site, so basically we're we're teammates in this whole thing, but. Uh, we we don't really compete against each other because it's not like there's mixed Kentucky Louisville fans that have to subscribe through one site. And if you subscribe through one, you get both of them. So we're, we're, we're teammates and I like him and he's a good guy and he's been on the show, I think once or twice. And, uh, he doesn't really try to hide his, him being a, a Louisville fan and that's fine. But he got into a nice long Twitter debate last night with, Kyle Tucker of the Courier-Journal, who's been on the show time after time. Brett Dawson, my boss, who's been on the show time after time. Matt Jones of Kentucky Sports Radio. And Eric Crawford of WDRB. And it trickled down and eventually got to be more and more people. And the argument was, can an NBA team succeed in Louisville? And Howie Lindsay was talking about no. And he originally started saying how it would hurt Kentucky and Louisville. It hurt both UK and UofL because that would be sponsorship money taken away from both them, season tickets taken away from both of them, and it would hurt both of them overall, and it wouldn't be good for the athletic departments, even if it was good for the city of Louisville. And then later, uh, as it went on, he, he spun it to say it would it would only hurt the University of Louisville. It wouldn't hurt UK because they would they would still get the big time sponsorships and this and that. So he was kind of. I feel like when you change your argument that much in the middle of an argument, you've, you've kind of lost your point. Uh, do I think an NBA team in Louisville would help the University of Louisville? Do I think it would help UK? I don't necessarily think. It would help. I do think it would help Louisville recruiting. I think I actually think that it would help Louisville's recruiting a lot. But in terms of money being brought into the program, I don't necessarily think it would help. And I think that's probably safe to say. But I don't think it would hurt. I don't. Louisville and Kentucky are the most, the two of the most established college basketball programs in this country. Uh, maybe only, maybe one or two more established than Louisville. So you've got. You've got two of the top three, two of the top five established basketball programs in Louisville. No NBA team is going to take uh, a big chunk of season ticket holders away from either UK or Louisville, specifically Louisville because it'd be in the same city, same city and likely the same building. Louisville has a great fan base. They don't sell out every game at the Yum Center. If they had an NBA team, uh, that would still be the case. But for the big games, they do sell out. It's an unbelievable environment. And even if there's an NBA team in Louisville, when Louisville's hosting Kentucky, when Louisville's hosting Duke, when Louisville's hosting North Carolina, they're still going to sell that out, even if there is an NBA team. 
but Howie talks about how much Louisville would hate it, and this is surprising to no one. Obviously, Louisville wouldn't like it because it's risky, and they're worried about it, and they're scared about it. And right now, they have a great deal in the KFC Yum Center. Uh, basically, it, it's a it's the steal of all steals with their lease and contract with the KFC Yum Center. It's not their arena, but basically, it's their arena. And if a UK or if a NBA team not UK. If an NBA team came to Louisville, the NBA would likely want the majority of that arena, the majority of the dates, and Louisville would have to work around them. And that's not good news for Louisville because they play women's basketball there. They play men's and they play a couple volleyball games, supposedly. So that, that wouldn't work out well for Louisville. And if you mix that in with the concerts and all the entertainment and this and that, then you got a limited number of dates. But all this is just kind of... BS for a lack of a better word. It can work, and we see it work in several other cities. Memphis is probably the best and most comparable. They share a college arena with with their college team, and Memphis isn't the college basketball program that Louisville is. But Memphis also isn't Indiana State when it comes to basketball. They've got a big following. They have good crowds. They have a solid attendance. It's a, it's a good setup, and it works there. So, you, But if you don't, even if you don't look for teams that play in the exact same city, well, another one would be Washington, D.C. and Georgetown. They make it work. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt Georgetown's program. Indianapolis, they don't have a college team right in their city, but Bloomington's only... A little over an hour away. The Pacers certainly aren't hurting IU basketball. I mean, IU basketball has been terrible, don't get me wrong, but it's not because of the Pacers. The, the crowds have been great at Assembly Hall. The fans have been hungrier forever for winners. The Pacers aren't hurting that. So... It, would, it, it could work. It wouldn't kill Louisville by any means. But then Howie goes on to say this, and this is the best part of the Twitter argument, is he says that if an NBA team came to Louisville, Louisville, the University of Louisville would be so upset that they would build their own arena, that they would forget about the Yum Center and build their own arena, which is the most comical thing ever. Oh, they might, they certainly might threaten to build their own arena and they might look into building their arena, but when push came to shove, they're not throwing up that money by themselves to build their own arena. And how he goes on to say how the football stadium, they, they were able to build themselves the baseball stadium, um, which for the most part, they were able to fund those, but a basketball arena would be a different story. Plus, all of that, all everything else that you take into consideration, all those other projects, plus the KFC Yum Center is the nicest arena in college basketball. They're not leaving that. It's a huge recruiting t- tool, and Louisville's not going to be able to. I don't know how much a new arena would cost. The Rupp renovations, which is just renovating, 
were upwards to 300 million. So I don't know if Louisville would be able to raise 300 million by themselves. My guess would be no. And they're not leaving the nicest arena in college basketball. Just not going to happen. Got a text into the show from Clayby116, uh, kind of going backwards. It's a it's a long one. It's a rant. It says, I get why everyone likes Shaka Smart, but I honestly feel like he has gotten too much praise, thus leads him to being a little overhyped. His teams have underachieved and have early exits since their Final Four run in 2011, and that was Shaka's second year, so mainly with Anthony Grant's players, Anthony Grant, the coach at Alabama. I'm not saying he couldn't succeed at a big-time program, or not a good coach. I'm just wondering nobody questions that. He it, it's make of this what you will, but he's young, he's hip, he's cool, he's aggressive, he's intense, he's defensive first. Kids love to play for him, they buy into his system. I think that's why people like Shaka Smart, and he's been able to make deep runs, a, a deep run in March with a team that should never go that far. That's why everybody loved Brad Stevens. And Brad Stevens, in my opinion, was maybe the best X and O coach in college basketball when he was there, despite being so young and looking like a 14 year old. And Brad Stevens was obviously able to do it consecutive years. But if even if you can just have one good one big run at VCU like that, it's VCU. And and they took down some big boys along the way. They've gotten some good seeds in tournaments since then. So I get your point. Maybe, you know, I, and I'm not even saying that if a big job like Kentucky, Louisville, Duke, maybe some of the top five jobs in college basketball opened up. I don't think Greg Marshall would be your first, or uh, excuse me, Shaka Smart or Greg Marshall. I don't think those two coaches would be your first choice. I don't think Shaka Smart would be your first choice, but if that's who you end up with, I think that's a good hire, and I think most people would agree with that. But this is what scares me about coaches like Shaka Smart, like Greg Marshall, like Brad Stevens, is you don't know how they can recruit. Places like Kentucky uh, and Louisville, I mean, Rick Pitino's not the best recruiter in college basketball and doesn't get you know top five classes every year. But Louisville's still competitive. But honestly, in my opinion, he should probably recruit better at Louisville than he does. But that's not necessarily his style. He doesn't have a problem with developing players and doing this and that. And to each their own. But places like Louisville, places like Kentucky, Duke, they're going to be able to recruit themselves. Kansas, for what they have to offer with their history, with their past. But I do worry about coaches at these small teams like VCU, at Wichita State, Butler, Manhattan, because those coaches aren't recruiting well there, and, and they're never going to. But how does that translate to the next level? For UK, for UofL, for any major program, the number one hire for me would be Sean Miller at Arizona, and he's not even guaranteed to leave there. But he's proven he can recruit. He's proven he can win. So that would be my number one pick for for hiring. But let, let's turn this back to the the NBA debate as I think maybe Clay's maybe Clay's audio is just a little bit behind 
Brun DMC tweets in and says, NBA market cities have an average of 4.5 million population. However, Louisville is comparable to smaller markets like Indy. Smaller markets tend to support their team better. However, with the intense basketball rivalry that UK and UofL, I don't see, I don't see people being interested enough to buy into it fully. Well, this is what worries me with that. I, I, I could see this being where some Louisville fans, not all of them, some could be stubborn enough not to root for this NBA team because they think the, the city of Louisville belongs to them. And let's, let's set this straight. The University of Louisville is not the city of Louisville. And the city of Louisville is not the University of Louisville. The University of Louisville is a big part of Louisville. It does a lot of good for the city of Louisville. But they are separate. They are separate, and one, they don't have every. They don't have to hold their hands in every project with one another. So, I think, and I think an NBA team would have enough support. I think you'd get a lot of people in Louisville that would love it. I think you'd get people in the surrounding counties, all the way to possibly even Fayette County. There's no NBA team in Cincinnati. There's no NBA team in Northern Kentucky. I think you could even draw there. You talk to a lot of people in Cincinnati, who are they going to root for? The Pacers, which is close and that's whatever, but then you're rooting for an Indiana team. Or Cleveland, if you talk to people in Cincinnati, ask them how they feel about the city of Cleveland. So you could draw from there, too. There'd be, I feel there'd be enough support. Now, here's the kicker. If it was a winner, then support, no question about it. You'd get enough of it. If they were a winner, it wouldn't be, it'd be easy. The only question is, would they be a winner? Could they be a winner? Oklahoma City's doing okay. Indiana, the Pacers, are doing just fine. There are small market teams that do very well. But let's just get down to it. People in this state and people in this city love basketball at any level. And if you brought in an NBA team and you're telling me if you, let's just say for argument's sake, it had two Kentucky players on it and one Louisville player. You'd get people going to the games just to watch those guys. So, like I said at the beginning of this rant, I don't know if it would, would it, it wouldn't help Louisville with the exception of recruiting, and they could lose some money, not a lot. I mean, after all, they are the most uh, profitable basketball program in the country. So you might lose a little bit of money. Maybe you lose a couple, maybe a hundred season ticket holders because they they're more interested in basketball. Maybe some corporations don't sponsor or donate as much money to Louisville, but it wouldn't be anything significant because, like I said, Louisville's established, UK's established, and how he goes on to say, would UK be okay with an NBA team playing in Rupp Arena and having to share that? One, I I think so they're already they don't own Rupp Arena they don't get a deal in Rupp Arena like Louisville gets in the KFC Yum Center so who cares two it's who that's not the point 
an NBA team's never going to come to Lexington. And I guarantee you, if Lexington was the bigger city and the more appealing city for an NBA team, then I would be on board as a guy that went to UK. And I know a lot of UK fans that would still be on board. Would there be some that wouldn't? Probably. But that's not that you can't say would UK be okay with that because who cares? That's that that's not the argument. Get Hannah texting into the show saying I would be more concerned about UK fans not supporting a Louisville NBA team. I don't. I, I do think maybe if you, the further away you get from Louisville, you might get some Kentucky fans that would say, "Oh, they're the Louisville Colonels. I don't cheer for anything Louisville." You'd get some of those idiots that would do that. But I think for the most part. It, it, it really could connect the entire Commonwealth, and I think that's a really neat idea. Yates, where where do you weigh in on this? I've got a I've got a bad feeling about it, though. You have a bad feeling about what I'm going to say? Yes. Uh, well, no. I mean, I have actually. I, I would assume this came from yesterday's Twitter debate. I had a friend of mine text me earlier asking my thoughts on it, and I I a would like Louisville have an NBA team. I think the city deserves an professional sports franchise i think it's big enough that it, it deserves to have a team and the only really like the possibility there um i think that the fans would show up i don't think fan support would be an issue i think the biggest issue that you would run into is corporate dollars i don't think that there are enough corporate dollars in louisville right now to support both the university of louisville and an nba team Okay, and then maybe they're. I I don't I don't know enough about how. You know how many corporate dollars an NBA franchise would need to succeed, but Louisville's ever growing, as we all know. It is home to uh, some you know big, some big businesses. I, I you know I, I just can't imagine a place like Oklahoma City having more corporate dollars, this phrase that you hear so often, than Louisville. And of course, Oklahoma City doesn't necessarily have to split it with a, a college like Louisville. But Oklahoma City, it's still a college town, all things considered. You still have two major programs right there. So, I, I, I just don't know if that would be enough to keep an, uh, an NBA team out of Louisville. And what if, if you get an NBA team to Louisville, it, it takes off and uh, it, it attra- attracts more people to the city because that's another entertainment option. And maybe downtown, which has just come such a long way over the last 15 years, maybe it even it, it goes further and you, you have your entertainment district of four street grow and more. It becomes actually a, a it's already kind of a tourist destination, if all things considered. I mean, if I lived in another city, I don't know if Louisville would be my dream vacation. But according to all these surveys and studies, it's a it's a it's a great tourist city. You get an NBA team, it's only going to help that. Well, that, that's one of the things that I talked about when I when I was talking with my friend about it, and because he talked about needing to get more more big business in Louisville. And I, I mean, it's sort of a chicken or the egg thing. I mean, do you get more big business and then you get an NBA team or do you get the NBA team and, and then more business comes to Louisville? I mean, it's, I mean, it's impossible to really give any definitive answer when it comes to that. Um, yeah. But like I said, I mean, I don't want it to sound like I don't, 
I wouldn't support an NBA team. I would, like I say, I would love it. I absolutely think that the city of Louisville needs a major professional sports franchise, but I just I don't know if it could happen at this point. Now Louisville is growing, you're getting more business here, so I'm not saying that it could never happen. I just question how successful it could be currently. I it, it's a fair question. I just. It, I, I don't. I think you have enough examples to know it can work. Kentucky, whether it's UK football or basketball, and UK football has for the past. I mean, for as long as as I can remember, and, and even well before that, it's it's kind of been a bottom feeder in the SEC. But you look at the momentum they have right now, and just the the hunger that surrounds UK football fans to succeed and, and to not fail. The same with UK basketball when when Billy Gillespie was in charge. The same with Louisville football with Cragthorpe and Louisville basketball just throughout the last decade and two. This is a, a a state where we hate to lose, no matter what it is. So I think there would be a pride in an NBA team to make it work regardless, even if it came here and the first year maybe didn't go as well as as people thought. I'm not just talking about wins and losses. I'm talking about dollars and bringing attention to it. There's just a, there's something about sports in this state, and all we know right now is at the college level, so maybe it doesn't translate to the NBA. I, I beg to differ, but there's just a, a hunger to succeed here that I think would translate over to the NBA. But we're late for, for our last commercial break, so we need, to, we need to take this real fast, and we'll come up and, and finish with a few more minutes and, and have some last opinions on this topic. And as always, we can talk about it tomorrow if need be. So stick around here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We'll be right back. Last like murder, she rolled. Once I get you out them clothes. Privacy's on the door. Still they can hear screaming more. Girl, I'm feeling what you're feeling. No more hoping and wishing. I'm about to take my key and stick it in the ignition. So give me that. Let me get that. Beep, beep. Now, back to the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker. And we're back here one final segment of the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker. I'd put on my Facebook page ideas to get my puppy to stop chewing and biting on everything. And I know that it's a, a, a puppy and puppies are going to do that. But I've had with my family's dogs, not this, I, this is the first dog I've raised all by myself and, and, and with my girlfriend, but the family's dogs have just been terrible. Even when they grow up in terms of biting stuff, chewing on stuff, and kind of being mouthy. But the responses on my Facebook page have been comical. Um, some, so basically I said, my puppy chews and eats everything. Any advice? I, I'm going to go down the list and, and name some of the things that they have said. Buy a book about patience. Get rid of it. Uh, somebody, my mom said, give him a toy for him to chew on. Well, thanks, mom, obviously. Uh, somebody else said, patience. Actually got some real advice about some sort of spray that helps. One of my friends 
said <laughs> um, that where is it? Said that just to sit him down and explain to the dog that it's not okay. And try to make him feel. Don't try to make him feel like you're attacking him either. Just try to emphasize and see the dog's point of view. Which even now reading it, it makes me laugh. Uh, basically giving him a, a doggy intervention. Somebody else with real vices fill a can with nails and screws and change and shake it. A lot of stuff about sprays and different types of toys. And my dog's name is Abe. One of my friends, unfortunately, wrote, get another dog and name him John Wilkes Booth. He'll get him to stop. And then he came back and said, yeah, you want to make sure he doesn't get too mouthy because the next thing you know, Abe's going to give the Gettysburg address. Just really swings and misses from uh, from Sean, my buddy on those. But I've got some real advice. Yates, any any advice on a, on a young pup that likes to chew on everything? I would recommend obedience school. Well... We just we actually just did we have a, a five year or a five month old uh puppy ourselves and we just we we took her to uh obedience school at PetSmart and it, it it's very helpful. Why why don't you just relay the information to me so I don't have to go? Because I paid for it and I'm not going to give it away for free. What if I give you five bucks? Um I don't know. This sounds like you're pretty desperate. I could probably get a little more out of you. <laughs> really here's the thing is as a puppy he's pretty good uh, all things considered but it's it's about once a night where he just kind of goes crazy like he's almost on drugs just running around the house and just going nuts chewing on everything biting on everything biting me he loves biting on my girlfriend's hair and her necklace and really he's worse to her than he is to me but still not fun around me do you take it's him for walks well, he's kind of too young to go on a walk. Uh, we do. We take him outside, but he kind of dictates where he wants to go. And if he doesn't go, then you kind of pull him by his neck, which isn't fun for him. And I kind of feel bad pulling a, a little puppy by uh, putting too much pressure on its neck. So, uh, you know, you try that stuff. But, and I know he's just a puppy, and I know that that's just what they do is to chew on things. So I'm not, it's not like I'm panicking right now, but I just, I'm worried that he's going to turn into when he's older, like all these other dogs my family has had, where he still chews on stuff and he's still kind of mouthy with people, which is not fun for anybody. So that's what I want to make sure doesn't happen. Uh, so do they, te- I, do they teach you that stuff at PetSmart? They absolutely do, yes. Well, I, I hope, I, I, well, maybe I'll have to look into that. Anyways, uh, enough about the puppy for today. I'm uh, over the next few months and the course of the radio show. I'm going to talk about uh, my puppy. So everybody, just hang hang with me. We were talking NBA. Can it work in Louisville? Here's the unfortunate thing: is I don't I don't know if Louisville's going to get a chance. I, I feel, and I'm not saying they're not going to get a chance. Make the whole process much easier. And. And more appealing to the NBA, as a matter of fact. And also, there's just cities that they can go to that aren't split. Seattle desperately wants another NBA team. Don't even get me started on Seattle getting an NBA team because they had their chance and they blew it. But Las Vegas wants an NBA team. I, I don't think that would be a good look. There's other cities that 
want NBA teams that I think the NBA might be more, it might just be easier for them to go there. But I, I still stand by the notion that I don't think an NBA team would fail in Louisville because nothing really fails in Louisville or Kentucky that people want to buy into. Out of time for today. We'll talk more about this tomorrow and, and plenty more other stuff we didn't get to today. I didn't really get to talk much football, so we'll, we'll save that for tomorrow. But thanks for listening. We'll be back 3 p.m. Same time as always here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. This is The Sports Walker with TJ Walker. We'll talk to you then. Chickens, I be pitching at the kitchen, trying to make a hundred million at this business. Good fella, KD, Via Billy, Snappy, Rich, chilling. It's okay, hop in with your boys to the river, and we 